It's episode seven of Modern Business, and in the spirit of the seventh, I've enthroned our special guest for the day, the title of the James Bond of Modern Business Leadership. Today, we welcome to the show Mr. Kevin Roberts. Kevin is the former CEO of Pepsi Canada, chairman and CEO of Saatchi and Saatchi for over two decades, and chairman of many great organizations and companies over his career. Kevin is also the author of five best-selling books, and last year's book, 64 Shots, was voted a top leadership book of the year. As a sidebar on 64 Shots, one of my favorite takeaways from that book is the fact that he says we live in what he calls a VUCA world, which means volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And this is a term actually coined by West Point and used in the military, but it's one of the reasons why Kevin is the James Bond of modern business leadership. And if you think about the modern business landscape today, it's about speed, speed, speed. It's about Delta Force and not standing armies, as Kevin says. And as modern business leaders, we need to spend more time executing and less time assessing and deciding like we used to in the past. Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. This episode is jam-packed with gold nuggets, and I personally took two pages of notes, so stay tuned until the end, and I'm going to wrap it up with some post-show remarks. Enjoy the interview with Rick Tacchini and Kevin Roberts. Thanks, Rick. Good to be here. For those who don't know you, um, which within our listening audience may be just a few now, but We'd love to get a little bio on you and learn about what's the latest and greatest in the enterprise of Kevin Roberts. Okay, I, I, I kicked off uh, my career having been uh, summarily kicked out of school at 17, which came quite as quite a shock to the system and uh, created a platform, a burning platform of uh, hunger, ambition, desire, and action. Uh, Fortunate enough to get started with Mary Quant, who was the inventor of the miniskirt and leading creative force of the 60s. From there, was headhunted by the Gillette Company to try and bring uh, them into a, uh, a business that had more females in it. So we were into female toiletries and, uh, and so on. Then went to uh, actually restart my whole business education by joining Procter & Gamble, which at the time in the 70s was uh, absolutely the best place to learn about purpose, about values, about principles, about leadership, and about marketing. Probably still is, I think. Then from there was uh, recruited by PepsiCo to run their business in the Middle East and then became president and CEO of PepsiCola Canada during the Cola Wars, where we all had bunches of fun with Michael Jackson, Tina Turner, David Bowie, and all these guys, and the Pepsi Challenge. From there, I went to New Zealand to run the biggest company in New Zealand, a big uh, beer company called Lion Nathan, and then spent 20 years on the bright side of life as the CEO and chairman of Saatchi and Saatchi. Now, in the, in the winter of uh, my career, I've uh, uh, focused on leadership and marketing consulting, a company I founded 15 years ago, 
and uh, I'm chairing uh, my food bag in New Zealand, which is about $150 million company, CrickHQ, which is the biggest uh, digital platform for cricket um, in the world. And uh, I'm the chairman of BT Communications, which is a terrific integrated communications agency with bunches of offices throughout the uh, UK. And I've just taken on the chairmanship of a uh, startup in New Zealand called Unfiltered Learning, which is about inspiring business brilliance. So life couldn't be more fun. I'm living in Carefree, Arizona, on a farm in New Jersey, in Grasmere in the UK, and in Auckland, New Zealand. So plurality is a, is a new buzzword I hear, and I'm certainly living a plural life. It sure sounds like it. What advice, uh, Kevin, would you give to our listeners who also refuse to ever retire like yourself? <laughs> Make happy choices. Make happy choices, right? You know, get yourself fit and healthy and uh, just work with people that you like on businesses that you love and can add value to and uh work in places that you're emotionally connected to and keep trying learning new stuff stay curious absolutely i've heard you speak to young entrepreneurs before and that's uh that's certainly a mantra that that is worth repeating and you wrote a book in the last year or so called 64 shots uh, tell us about that book and what it should mean to the next generation so I've written, published five books, one of them, Love Marks, you know, uh, Future Beyond Brands, 10 years ago, which became Ad Age, one of Ad Age's sort of best ideas of the decade, went into 17 languages and so on. And that was pretty much all I knew about marketing. Um, so I figured I had one more sort of string to the bow I wanted to share with everyone, which was leadership. And uh, I put together 64 shots, 64 ideas, 64 short, sharp things you might want to do to become a better leader on the basis that what the world needs now in it politically, economically, socially, religiously is leadership. And it needs it everywhere and it needs it from the bottom up. And there's tons of theories and all this stuff written about leadership. But actually, this world has turned so crazy, so volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, that we've got to have a different style of leadership. We've got to have execution, action-oriented leadership at every level of every organization. We've got to have people who are equipped to fail fast, learn fast, and fix fast. So the book is, is for everybody who wants to become a better leader who takes control of their own destiny, their own happiness, and wants to make a difference. And it's, it was rated one of the top 10 leadership books in the U.S. last year, and is going well, resounding particularly with younger people and with uh, entrepreneurs who haven't, you know, who've got a lot of questions for the world that we're operating in. And most of the stuff that's being taught at universities and in big corporations isn't resonating with the pace and reality of the world that they're living in. So it's uh, going pretty well. And we're having a lot of fun with it because the world is certainly getting crazier as we speak. 
It really is. You were uh, still, <clears throat> excuse me, lined up to be on our Life Lessons television show as one of the selected mentors of a protege. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on there, Kevin, is because you impressed me as taking extreme ownership of everything that you're involved in. It is not easy to mentor proteges to get that attitude and put it in their heart and into actions. What advice can you give to our listening audience today about taking extreme ownership in their own world? I think you wake up every morning and you go back to your childhood and you start reciting your ABCs. You get up first thing, get into the mirror. <laughs> Many people aren't shaving now, but you get into the mirror, have a look, check it all out, and then repeat your ABCs. Ambition, belief, courage. What's my ambition for the day? What am I going to achieve? Let me really fire myself up with belief that I am going to do that no matter how many barriers, how many hurdles, how fatigued, how stressed, how worried I am. I believe I will do it. And then let me have the courage to keep going forward even when, you know, you inevitably bump into the abominable no man or hurdles that you haven't, you know, jumped before. So I think it starts with ABCs, Rick. Ambition, belief, courage, and that's a daily dose. Give yourself a daily dose. Mm, thank you for that. Um, we're talking with Kevin Roberts, a great author, wonderful entrepreneur, mentor to many. Um, Kevin, every Sunday we read in the New York Times uh, book review section a question that's posed to a famous author, and they always ask this. I'd love to know the answer to your how you're going to answer this. And it's uh, if you were to have a literary dinner and you had three authors, either alive or those who have passed away, to your dinner table, who would those three people be? Three authors. Well, no one's ever asked me that question. I'd have Joseph Heller because Catch-22 was the most important book I ever wrote and I ever read when I was a kid growing up. And I remember a great, a great, um, a great uh, interview with Heller and, and some smart-ass journo said to him, well, you know, after Catch-22, it all went south. You never wrote anything like it ever again. And Heller said, no, neither did anybody else. So I thought that was a just just a great um, a great attitude. So I would definitely have uh, Joseph uh, Heller there. Uh, I've just been reading uh, a lot of Hemingway with all this Florida tragedy that hit us, and, and I and I, I saw I once visited his home, you know, many years ago, and uh, I was very anxious about whether that home would survive, and I. Hemingway, to me, seemed to write like a P&G marketing guy. He wrote the one-page memo. It was just a short story. He wrote bluntly. He wrote directly. He wrote factually. And I guess the two biggest influences on my own writing, bizarrely enough, have been Ernest Hemingway and Procter & Gamble. I also, of course, believe he was a fantastic storyteller, and he lived in many ways... Uh, a colorful, colorful life. So I guess we'd have uh, Hemingway, we'd have Heller, so maybe you have to start beginning with an H. But I, I probably uh, would like to have Richard Brousigan. Richard uh, um, wrote 
an immense number of po- a great deal of poetry in the 60s. He was part of the San Francisco movement, wrote mm. terrific books called On Watermelon Sugar. And when I was 16, 17, he seemed to represent to me freedom and, and all kinds of stuff. So Heller, Hemingway, and Browdigan. So interesting. Thanks for sharing that. We're going to turn to uh, a few more serious business questions now. And, um, if oh, you didn't you, think that was a serious question? I took it quite seriously. I thought it was quite complex. I've never thought of it before. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I don't read the New York Times. Well, good for you. You're, you're probably a better man because of it. Um, on, <laughs> on the business side, though, if you were running an ad agency today and the brands were coming to you and they were, let's say, confused a bit about where to spend their dollar considering the advancement of the digital age and the um, very elusive consumer what would you say to them in terms of the importance of digital marketing today? Uh, I, I mean, I think that's in many ways, uh, frankly, I think, I think if you have to ask the question, you're already in deep doo-doo. It's like, you know, if you have to ask the price of a Ferrari, it means you can't afford one. If you're only, if you now have only just realized we're in the digital age, I don't know where you've been for the last 10 years. Uh, I, I don't even think about digital now. You know, it's just traditional media to me. I mean, you've got to have a presence socially. You've got to have a presence in search. You've got to be on everybody's mobile. It's, it's, uh, it's very late to be asking the question. You know, you could argue it's too late. I mean, we live in a world of screenagers, right? Everybody is connected to their screen. Nobody... And they, and they use a family of screens, and that family starts with their mobile phone, which is their command center, and then it has some kind of tablet, and then it has a TV, and it has a movie screen too. And brands have got to be in that family of screens with conversations and narratives where consumers are living, buying, thinking, and dreaming. And... Yeah, you know, is it digital or not? It's sort of... Edward de Bono, you remember Edward? He once said to me, Kevin, there's no point being brilliant at the wrong thing. Being brilliant at digital is no longer the question. It's a table stake. You've got to be brilliant at story sharing, not storytelling, because we don't want to be told stories anymore. We want you to share your story. We want to participate. And that story sharing has to be done on screen and on a family of screens, and it has to be built on mystery, sensuality, and intimacy, because that's what people care about. Digital now is just a media choice that actually is not a choice. <laughs> you got to be there. That's exactly right. Thank you for that. Just a couple more questions for Kevin today. Um, one of the questions that we brought forth to uh, a couple of former P&G CEOs recently, um, I think, gave us some surprising answers. What is the one prediction you can make today about the future that will surprise most people? It'll just be crazier, faster, less predictable. I mean, West Point, uh, the U.S. military are talking about we live in a VUCA world, a world that's volatile, uncertain, uh, complex, and ambiguous, and that will 
accelerate, not decelerate. Strategy will become less and less important. Execution will become more and more important. Uh, you know, marketing will all be about delta force rather than about standing armies. So speed, 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 fail fast, learn fast, fix fast, execute. Leaders do sort of three things. They assess, they decide, they execute. In the past, you know, most of the leadership time was spent on assessing and deciding. Going forward, 70% of the time will be on rapid fire reaction and execution from leaders. Assessing and deciding will be faster, shorter. 12-month plans will be replaced. Budgets will be replaced by 100-day plans. Everything is going to continue to move at warp speed. Mm. Well stated. <clears throat> and finally, for Kevin Roberts, uh, we'd like to know if you were to give a graduation speech to um, any graduating college class, what would you suggest to them in terms of their future when it comes to unfiltered learning? Uh, it, it, it all starts with one thing, and, you know, the, the Oracle got it right at Delphi's, which is first know thyself. So as, you, as soon as you can, figure out the answer to three questions. When am I at my best? What will I never do? And what's my 10-year dream? Remember, Martin Luther King did not have a vision statement or an OGSM or a strategy. He had a dream. So what is your dream? When are you at your best? What will you never do? And know yourself deeply. From there, nothing is impossible. Mm. Kevin, thank you so much for being on, and we would love to have you back on again. And... Um, Congratulations on your continued colorful journey and the difference you're making in so many lives. Thanks very much, Rick. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. That was uh, Kevin Roberts. And this program is brought to you by GPO, Search Technology and Consulting Company. When consumers are looking for a national brand or a product to purchase, they Google it. The instant that results... Uh, the results appear on the screen. It's called the zero moment of truth. It's when some brands become winners and others losers. As a brand, your search engine must be relevant, accurate, and abundant. If it isn't, you're missing sales opportunities left and right. It's the equivalent of operating a business without signage. Visit gpo.co to find out about how that company GPO can help drive revenue for your national brand and help drive clicks and calls and invaluable store visits. I'm Rick Tokini. Thanks for joining us. This show is presented by GPO. And as we always say, keep talking, but listen more intently. Have a good one. Some of my top takeaways from this episode. By the way, thank you for listening. Uh, but here's some of my top takeaways uh, first, he gave a bit of advice. He said, make happy choices. He said, get fit, get healthy, work with people that you like and businesses that you love and can add value to and keep learning. Stay curious. I think that's some great advice. I also resonated with how Kevin embraces plurality and what he called the plural life. I can very much resonate with that as I have traveled a lot in my early career, um, but I understand what he means by that in terms of 
uh, having a curious mind and reading uh, top different topics that are fascinating and all the rest. Uh, his ideas on leadership, I believe, are profound. And his book, 64 Shots, is an absolute must for modern business leaders. It's kind of the modern day uh, leadership book of choice, in my opinion. Um, so get a copy for yourself and people on your team. And uh, another thing that he noted is that this is a book that resonates very well for younger leaders, folks maybe coming out of college or folks in their 20s and maybe early 30s. This might be a good book to pick up for them. So order it on Amazon and get it shipped out to them. And lastly, I resonated with his idea of reciting your ABCs in the morning. Uh, ambitions, beliefs, courage. You know, in this screen age, as he calls it, it's easy to get distracted and discouraged, but Kevin Roberts' leadership shots give us great guidance and wisdom. And so thank you for listening. Until next time, cheers. This is Modern Business. Modern Business.